listening to the Manny Show here on Shea Radio. It's that time of the week again. So excited about today. We've got some really cool people in the studio with me. Mm-hmm. You guys want to introduce yourself real quick? Yes. Hey, Ty Cormichael from uh, America. Yeah. You've been with us on the show before. I have. Yeah. How long ago was that? Whew. What was it? Um, so, uh, August? All right. I think it was August. Yeah. We oh, talked yeah. about the goodness of God. That's right. That was the first part of that. And you yeah. went on after that. Yeah. We did a series about that. Yeah. yeah very we cool. did. And who else is in the studio with us? Well, hello, everyone. My name is Sergei. I'm from Kiev, from Ukraine. Wow. Here on the Faroe Islands with your family. Yeah. With my family, with my wife and three children. One, And I'm very excited about being here, guys. Yeah. Super uh, cool. Good to see you. And today is your daughter's birthday. How do you know that? Come on, word gets around fast, dude. Okay. We, we we saw the pictures in SMS. Okay, <laughs> that's the just It's small. Everyone, everyone knows everything. Everyone knows yeah. everything here, man. Yeah, well, you, I, yeah, she's six today. That is so cool, dude. And her name is Gloria. Gloria. Happy yes. birthday, Gloria. It's one of my favorite songs by YouTube. YouTube. You know YouTube. No. You don't know YouTube? Do you know yeah, the band YouTube? I mean, Steve, I know Bono. YouTube, but I don't. Listen that's, to you two. Oh, that's all I listen to, man. Oh, no, I'm going to get shamed They're now. They're crazy, awesome advocates, too, and Christians. They're awesome. Right. You can repent later. <laughs> yeah. I'm just playing. So, so um, just, just for those listening, you know, um, if this is your first time listening to The Manny Show here on Shea Radio, we are here every week. And uh, yes, we're on the Faroe Islands, but they asked us to have an English show because there's a lot of internationals moving here and listening abroad. And we want them to also be able to hear the gospel. Right. And we come together just to, you know, I, I like to say that we come here to, to help you in the season that you're in. We're here to equip, um, uh, comfort you in the season that, that you're in. So those that listening, get ready for an awesome, intense uh, message that we're going to be talking about, bringing awareness to what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, just want to let you know ahead of time, it, it's uh, maybe a bit of a mature conversation we're going to be talking about. We're going to be very real about the testimonies, about what's going on out there, but but also what the kingdom of God is doing through all this. You know, Amen. God's light shines everywhere; yeah. can't hide. Yeah, no. So so we're going to be doing that. So so what I was hoping for, Sergey, I wanted to just give you as much time as possible here in this next hour. I just wanted to hear a little bit about you, your family, church background, um, and the ministry that you're doing. I, I don't want to give too much information, but you have this really awesome ministry that came out of. Uh, a need. So, yeah. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, no, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Just squeezing. <laughs> well, where, whereabouts are you uh, located? Where did you grow up in the Ukraine? Well, I uh, I was born in the west of Ukraine, and mm-hmm. then my my mom and dad they moved to the central part of Ukraine. And Ukraine is huge, very huge. The Faroe Islands. I mean, oh yeah, we are forty two million, and we are one of the biggest countries in the world. I mean, in Europe, yeah. not in the world, but mm. in Europe. Mm-hmm. And um, we are feeding a lot of people with our wheat. Mm. You know, we are the grain yeah, yeah, grain from yeah, Ukraine. That's right. So that's right. That's, so and did you a, did you grow, so you grew up uh, in a Christian family where you're no 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 or no. how did that I, that would be, that's a funny thing you know I grew up in a in a family of 
of the guy who used to work in KGB. My dad was a KGB. Wow, intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was um, he was not very happy when I come to Je when I came to Jesus. Mm. He was like, "What?" You know, because during the Soviet time, he was one of the guys who were responsible to actually persecute, you know, Pentecostal churches. Mm, yeah, or, yeah. Or you know, the the churches that yeah. would invite because the the state church, if you want to call it that, was the Catholic church. No, Orthodox. 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 Sorry. Yeah, but you know the 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 Soviet Union and I would just say Russian right now yeah. system is actually to control even churches. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. They control everything. So. Right, right. So my dad was part of that system. Yeah. So when I came to Jesus, he was like, what? Were you nervous to tell oh, him? Oh, he was nervous. How old he, were you? Oh, he was, was nervous for you. Yeah, he was. I was oh. It was 1995. Yeah. So there was four years after the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was still, you know, the system yeah. is still is there. So it was 1990, the, the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991. Okay. Uh, and in 1995, I got saved when I was 15. 15. So you were still at home. I was 14. Sorry, I was 14. So you were still, oh you were still at goodness. home. Oh, my goodness. I still wow. lived at home. And uh, the funny thing that I knew that Jesus, he has a plan for my life. Mm -hmm. I really felt it, you know. Right. And, uh, and when I had a big pressure from my parents, I, I said, no. I will follow Jesus. Mm. So my dad looked at me. I mean, I mean, he was really anti-Christian person. Mm. You know, he worked for the KGB during the Soviet time. He didn't like that. But I said, Dad, probably when you were chasing those churches, they didn't know how to help you, so they prayed for you. <laughs> and, you know, God gave you a son so that son can preach a gospel to you. Come on. So. Wow. When I became a pastor about 12 years ago, my dad came to my church. He looked at the people in my church. He was looking, it was about 100 people standing in a, in a hall. You know, yeah. he was just watching them all, you know, like, like an agent, like, you yeah. know, like a KGB yeah. agent. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was watching those people and he said, after the service, he said, you know, it was just like the analysis, like analytic like review you know like oh yeah, his yeah. analyzing yeah yeah, yeah his Analyze. conclusion at the yeah. end and he said sergey 80 percent of people who are here they are serious christian 20 percent 80 percent wow so but, but you know that's i said that that's a good actually thing that you told me because because i want them all to be mm -hmm. to be involved into relationship with jesus yeah. so yeah. i have 20 percent to work on the 80 percent is already in Wow. So, but that's that's so encouraging because he can hear gospel from me because yeah. he cannot say just you know shut up or something like that. Yeah, he just he watches Jesus living in me, and once I remember he told me that when he was sick, laying in the summer house, he couldn't move. I think something happened with his back, with his spine, and he said I was sleeping and there there was no cell phones, nothing was you know late ninety ninety seventh ninety eighth mm -hmm. so. There was not much of cell phones in Ukraine. And he said that I was laying and I understand that I can't even go home. I can't call mommy. I can't call anyone and I'm alone. Mm. And he said, I prayed and I said, God, if you exist, heal me. Your dad? My dad, yeah. Prayed that prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness. And he said, I fell asleep and then I saw that someone entered the house. He came to me. He turned me. He put me on a belly. Mm -hmm, he touched mm -hmm. my spine yeah. and he turned me back. Amen. And he said, I woke up and I was totally, Amen. totally wow. healed. Wow. So if, you know, Jesus loves to, to work with people like that. He loves, yeah. he loves to touch those, um, those stones. Yeah. Because Turn the he, heart of stone yes, into a heart of he can, flesh. Yes. When he can touch them, mm -hmm. 
a lot of people they know them and when they see that Jesus touched them they 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 start to realize oh my god if god touches him surely he's a real yeah. god yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. a real god you know what are I mean? your, are your parents uh, still alive yeah my parents are still alive they're still in ukraine so my dad is 77 and he's right now teaching uh young soldiers how to fight because okay. he's a, yeah yeah he's a colonel so colonel yeah yeah he decided just to be a volunteer so he comes every amazing every amazing. week he teaches guys because a lot of a lot of the ukrainian weapons they are old soviet weapons mm -hmm. so my dad knows all that soviet weapons of course and, of course yeah he just tell them what to do and how mm. to do a lot of stuff so you said you started a church how long ago or you became a pastor? 2010. 2000. And, and are you still pastoring that yeah, church? Yeah, still okay. pastoring that church. Yeah. yeah, still pastoring that church. The church's name is Father's House Kiev. Father's House Kiev, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you always can go to Facebook and, you know, yeah. just see our broadcast as well. It's all in Ukrainian, so if you don't understand, it's... Normal. <laughs> no worries, no worries. We can still show love. We can just, show the love. Yeah, I just feel love, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Father's house. Yeah. And, and what kind of work does uh, is your church been doing for the society around it? Well, when the when the war started, the funny thing is, I I do believe that uh, that God speaks to people very strongly, and especially He opens up things that will happen in a quite soon time because i remember in september before the war started i remember when lord spoke to me quietly and he said sergey i want you to stay in ukraine this land will give you everything were you thinking mm. about going abroad to do i did not okay. i just felt that that thought yeah yeah that quiet voice in me and i'm mm. like why lord are you telling me that mm. and then you know it just stuck in my head and i started to think about that then in in january my son had a dream that there is a war coming. And then another son had a dream that the war is coming. So both of them, they said, Dad, I, I, could, I, I, I had a dream and there was missiles and was rockets and, and, and a lot of explosions. And I knew that the war is coming. So was this, was this from, David. Yeah. From, from the first part of the war that started in 2014 or this one? No, 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 this, one. this, this one. season. Yeah, this okay. season. It was the 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, then, and then Lord... Lord really started to show me some of the things, and I started to realize the word will come. Mm. So in uh, on the twenty uh, in February fifteenth, I started to tell my people in the church, and I said, "You need to flee if you don't want to be in a war mm -hmm. immediately." It's like you need to get ready and you need to flee now. Yeah, yeah. Because then you will not be able to do anything. Mm. So some of the people who who listen to the pastors. <laughs> <laughs> and you know sometimes i do believe that we need to actually check our heart according to to the authorities that we believe god has placed in our life yeah, yeah. sometimes people don't want to listen to their pastors but that's your uh chance Choice. to survive or mm -hmm. chance to actually have better life mm -hmm. or sometimes it's different you know different reality that you will face but yeah. the thing is i knew that lord is telling me tell people to flee yeah so I started to tell people to flee. Some of the people have left. Some of them in Romania. Some of them in Great Britain. Some of them in um, in Poland. So different countries, but they are safe. And we had Zoom call yesterday with everyone from our church. Wow! And you know the part of the church that is in Ukraine and the part of church that is in Europe. And there is a big, you know, the the people who are in Europe. They they can they have light. They have heat. They have mm -hmm. uh, Wi-Fi and everything. The people from Ukraine, they don't have heat. They don't have electricity. They have slow internet connection, whatever they can. So that's... The that's, contrast. Yeah, the contrast is right there. Right. 
Yeah, and uh, so I started to tell everybody, you need to leave Ukraine if you want to leave. Then I figured out that we need to divide church on the groups. Yeah. For those who have cars who don't have car. In so, the Ukraine? Or? In Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. So the, 20, the, the 20th or the 21st of February, I started to call everyone in the church saying that the war is coming and you need to know what you're going to do. Yeah. And uh, so we... So you help transport loads of people yeah, yeah. out, yeah, huh? Yeah. We, we, actually, we actually divided the church on the different groups and people knew where is I going to meet in case if there is no connection. Yeah. And uh, who going to pick them up and where they're going to drive. Okay. So the 24th of February, people started to come to my house because they knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the guys that are coming to City Church here, they are from my church. Yeah. They are the girls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who didn't have a car, so they knew what to do. Mm. And, other, and other people from our church with a car, they picked them up, they brought them to my house. And about two weeks later, we sent them to Fair Island. So they're yeah. Fair Islands now. And those are the three girls... I mean, families are just being split. One of the girls in here, I think her sister is in Finland. Yes, that's a donor. I mean, they're just, yeah. because of this, families are just being torn apart. Yeah. So it's intense. At the beginning of the war, Lord put on my heart three main things. First is food. Mm-hmm. Second is medication. And the third is rebuilding. Okay. And all of those three things, they were so, so... Um, necessary to actually jump in and be involved that I started to call all my friends in the United States, in Czech Republic, in Germany, in Faroe Islands, in everywhere, and say, we need food. So people started to, to send food and we have we have invited Did you get a food bank food bank type thing where you like stored a lot of goods no, to help we, people we or actually how'd... what we started to do, we started to buy food. My friend from United States, Steve Burris, he started to buy food. He started to tell his friends there is a Randy Strombeck and some uh, and Mark Durniak and some other churches. They jumped in and they started to collect money and they uh, started to load uh, 20-ton trucks with the food, sending them to mm. Ukraine. Okay. And we started to send this food to our army, to people, to, yeah, yeah. to people that were hiding underground in metro stations. Yeah. So we started to feed people. And uh, for today, it's 15 20-ton trucks that have arrived mm-hmm. to Ukraine to, to help people. Amazing, we amazing. To, we continue to give uh, food packages to people and, yeah. and so on. Then the second thing that I felt is about about uh, uh, medical care. So we connected American hospital with Ukrainian hospital and American hospital started to supply uh, different, uh, different tools that they needed if they have a lot of wounded soldiers coming. Yeah. So it was a very unique connection. And the guy who actually helped to connect two hospitals found me on Facebook. And I mean, I met this guy six months or seven months later. He randomly called me and I said, I'm in Michigan. He said, I'm in Michigan. I said, I'm in Detroit. He said, I'm in Detroit. So it happened at 6 p.m. At 9 wow. p.m. I'm sitting wow. in his house telling him how Lord has brought this whole together. And so he was already helping before you met him. He found you on Facebook. He found me on Facebook. He helped. And we met seven months later. Wow. Same place, same time. Same place, same time. He Just... randomly called me and I'm only three days in Detroit. Amazing. It's Jesus. divine appointment. Yeah. yeah. Is that exactly. what that is? Yeah, yeah. Divine, divine appointment by far. It's just it's just it's been so interesting. I mm. mean, it was so interesting. Yeah. And then the third thing that Lord uh, rebuild. my heart rebuilt. So when we came to a village that was ruined by Russian soldiers, we came and we met a lady, her name is Sveta, 
She lost her son, the only son. He was killed by Russian soldiers. She found him one month later. He was killed. His, she found his body lying on a field without head. She just recognized his body because of the clothes. Oh, my. And because of that, she experienced stroke. Stroke, so she just couldn't see on one eye. Stroke. Yeah, stroke. She, stroke. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So she had stroke. Wow. And of course. she's 54 years old. Uh-huh. And, and I mean, when we came to that village... My wife says, Sergey, you need to help this lady. And I said, Vika, there is like her house totally ruined, her summer summer kitchen totally ruined, her son killed. She she is, you know, uh, uh, destroyed inside. Yeah. She, yeah. And I said, okay, Vika, we will try to help her to restore her summer house. So we, uh, my friend Tani from the United States came and I said, Tani, we need to, to rebuild this. And he said, how much do you think that will cost? I said, about 5,000 bucks. And he said, okay. So he called his pastor in Virginia and they send money. So we rebuilt that house. And I have pictures. If you guys want to show them, you can show them. So when we made her house, she comes to me and she says, Sergey, I want to commit suicide. I don't have a reason to live. Mm. And I mean, we have so many grandmas who wants us to help them to restore mm. that place. And I had that holy anger in me. I looked at Sveta and I said, Sveta, if you want to commit suicide, you need to give me $5,000 back and you can commit suicide. (laughs) She looks at me and she says, I don't have money. I said, you need to live in that place because I did it with such a big strength and heart, trusting that you will enjoy and you will Mm. have hope. And she says, I will live. I said, you need to. So now, uh, uh, because because of strokes, she lost her eyes. So we have fixed her one eye. Then we have fixed her another eye, so mm-hmm. now she can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a doctor who's working on her uh, arm yeah. to help her to be productive with her arm. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were fixing that house, another grandma comes and she says, can you restore my place? I said, we don't have money. Mm-hmm. And then she's, she started to cry. I mean, what can you do? She's 80 years old and she's crying. Yeah. And you're 40. And she's crying how you can comfort her, saying, you know, I love you, Jesus loves you, blah, blah, blah. You know, they don't listen to that. No. And I said, Babushka Zhenya, we will help you. Yeah. I don't know where we will take money, we will help you. Yeah. So I started to talk to a lot of my friends and I said, we need to do something. So we mm. found a factory that makes container homes. Yeah. And, and we bought the first container home and in the morning she was crying, in the evening she was smiling, standing in her, standing in her home. <laughs> Praise go. God. Wow. I know. And then there is another grandma comes. Yeah. And, and she sees says, what you did. <laughs> she sees what we did and she says, can you come and see my place? I said, oh. sure, why not? And you know, in Russian, I mean, now I speak Ukrainian, but that time I spoke Russian. In Russian, the word yes is two letters, no three letters. So I'm lazy enough to say yes instead of no. Yeah, because <laughs> it's only two letters. Yeah, it's only two letters. So I said, sure, yes, because uh, it means da, you know, it's da, two da, da. da. <laughs> And so when I said da, it means you need to do something. <laughs> so we we started to talk to different people and then we bought another container home. Yeah. There is another family comes. Yeah. I called to Fair Islands, to Yorun and Orlan Malaiki, when I said, Yorun, we need help. Mm-hmm. So I, she talks to her to um, to her pastor. Yeah. And he says, We want to help. Yeah. So there's two churches, Emmanuel and o- Oasa. Oasa. Yeah. Yeah. Two of these churches, they get together mm-hmm. and they send money for 10 homes. Yeah. Wow. So the Faroe Islands have provided 10 homes wow. so far, but that's just the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and today, today we have placed 135. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 135. Wow. But when we got all these grandmas and grandpas and all these people together, 
I felt Jesus said, I said, go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. Not just create a humanitarian aid hub, mm -hmm. but make disciples. Through this, yeah. Through this. And I said, okay, Lord Jesus, we need to teach them. We need to teach them why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we do is because of you, not because of money, not because of incredible human love or something. Mm -hmm. That's because of you. Amen. So we started a church in that area, a local church. With the babushkas. With all these babushkas and grandpas, they all come. Amazing. And you know what? It's just that makes my heart mm. so thankful to Jesus because all those people, they have not heard gospel the way people hear it right mm -hmm. now. Here. Mm -hmm. So when you tell them about Jesus, one of the sermons was like this. I spoke to them and I said, you know, to ask Jesus to forgive your sins reminds me, like imagine you have a bucket with all these fluffy, nasty worms and germs inside in you and you want to get rid of this bucket, but you don't know how to do it. So you need to ask someone and it's Jesus. He has an authority to take that bucket out from mm. your soul, you know, take the things out, clean it, put fresh water in it and place it back. Come on. Amen. Would you love to ask Jesus to do that? You hate those germs. They are really nasty. You don't want to live with them. <laughs> and they said, sure. I said, just ask him then. Mm. And they said, how should we ask? I said, just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, forgive my sins. Clean me from all these germs. And they did. Mm. They did. Three weeks later, one guy died. Mm. And you know, I know he... And woke up in the arms of Jesus. He woke up in the arms of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Listen, uh, we're going to take a little break. Those that are listening, we have quite a few uh, listening right now. If you have any questions for our friend here, Ser Sergei, I say it like that. Sergey. Sergey. Come on. I man. love that. Sergey. Yeah. I'm going to say it like in Italian. Sergey. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> any questions for him about, you know, uh, you want to know more about what's going on hands on in Ukraine, um, just, just uh, go ahead and write here on Facebook Live if you're watching the stream. Otherwise, if you're local, you can always text message us any questions, prayer requests, you name it at 577777. That's five and then five sevens after. It's an easy number to remember. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to use this next half hour just to hear some testimonies and, and then end with how we can tangibly uh, partner and unite with what God is doing out there. So it's Christmas spirit. I'm going to play a little bit of instrumental joy to the world. Here you go. Thank you. 
right, we are back. I heard that humming. Heard that humming. You yes. in the Christmas spirit? Oh, absolutely. I love I, I love Christmas time here on the Fair Islands. Yes, joy to the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting. A little country like Faroe Islands. How how did you get a hold of first of all? Uh, Faroe hey, how did you get connected to the Faroe Islands? Well, the the first ferries I met was in 1999. Okay. It was a missionary. Her name is Yorun Malaikiv. Yes, from YWAM, right? From YWAM. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, from YWAM. I met her so, the other day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came to Ukraine, and um, so my friend Nurlan and Yorun, they got married. Mm. So, and then we studied together in one of the YWAM schools. Mm-hmm. And then when Yorun and Nurlan started to work with street children, they did a big work in street children ministry in Ukraine, in Kyiv. We had lots of street children. Mm. And I remember time when we were feeding street children, helping kids from orphanage, you know, a lot of work, a lot of work. So till 2006, Nurlan and Yorun been helping a lot. Yeah. And we had a lot of people coming from Faroe Islands to, uh, as a missionary, short-term missionaries, and, uh, working in the orphanages. Working and stuff. in the orphanages. My wife was one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. right. Your wife was there. She went two years, two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Also, Tom, our pastor. Yeah, and Tom. Yes, yeah. I remember Tom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, pastor of City Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember a couple people. Okay, so that's how that developed, um, and and now you're here. We'll talk a little bit about what brought you here and how, how, how that feels, but you're here and what's the campaign? What's the purpose of your time here on the Faroe Islands? Well, we came, we came here because we know that, that Faroe Islands are very open to Ukrainians to help Ukrainians right. with, yeah. uh, with refuge. Mm-hmm. I hate refugee status, but I just want to say with refuge for the shelter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you have three children, you always think about their security yes. more than anything else. Of course. And I mean, the the very difficult thing for men in a war that you can really fight when you know that your family is not safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we were coming here, we basically were coming here just to to be with uh, in a peaceful time in a peaceful time so that the kids can do the school and and so on. Okay. But the main idea why I was here is actually to build relationship with the churches and ask churches and say, you know, the, the, we need you guys. We need, if we can meet at least 20 churches and each church can take responsibility for one home, mm-hmm. it's 20 grandmas that have place to stay, that have hope. Because What's the average cost of a, of a home? $4,500. How much? $4,500. 4500 Fully furnished. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is in 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 uh, Faroe Islands currency, but you can you can Google search that yeah. for Danish crowns. Yeah, forty five hundred dollars in DKK. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the basic idea is to build relationship with the churches because you know I know people from Faroe Islands for for twenty years already. Yeah. And they know me too. Yeah. And uh, so we want to continue to actually we need. People from Faroe Islands to stand with us and help us. Mm. I mean, all over the world. How much is it, Ty? So, forty-five hundred USD is what you're saying. Yes, U- dollar. Um, Thirty-one thousand nine hundred forty. So around thirty-two thousand. Yeah, thirty-two thousand yeah. per house. That's for one. That's for. Per, one but that's per house 
fully furnished. Fully furnished. Because that makes a big difference. You know, I know furniture can you can go for cheaper or stuff that's a little bit easier, mm-hmm. to, but to do the whole like uh, what is that like beds, couches? Yeah, it has bed, mattress, closet, table, chairs, mm-hmm. heater, cooker, kitchen set. You know, like the kitchen wow. furniture, refrigerator, toilet, and bath. I mean, here to build a house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a million crowns. Yeah. We, 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 I've, <laughs> I've been to Costa Rica before and they were, they would build homes down there as well. And, and it, yeah, they do the same thing and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's because we have our wood. We have yeah. our wood and it's yeah. produced in Ukraine. So yeah. it's not that expensive. It's not the fancy house. It's three meters to six meters. So it's just like three as meters. As big as this place, this no, studio? No, no, like this. Oh my goodness! So just three meters wide, six meters long. Yeah. Oh wow! But that's enough for one person, for two people, especially older people. Yeah. Because yeah. they have everything in there. Yeah. There, there's toilet, there is bath, right, right, yeah. There's kitchen, mm-hmm. there's all there's the essentials bed. are there. Yeah. 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 Everything the needs are covered. Mm-hmm. Because you can build a big house, but there's still war. You never know what can you know what can happen. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Have, has that actually happened? Because you've built over a hundred homes, and have they been? Have that area been bombed again no, since? No, no, no okay. Well, that that's nice. that's good to hear. Safe. None of our houses been bombed. None of our houses been destroyed or anything. It's all safe. Oh, that's the, good to hear. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a very and again, if we compare the 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 life of those grandmas is way more expensive than just to think. Well, if house was bombed, if the house was bombed, we would bring another one. Yeah, but the life of that yeah, person, the, the stories, is, yeah. the the relationships, the everything like yeah. it's just gone like that. No, thank you. Everything in your power to save. Right. So. So we came here, and uh, on the fourth on the fourth of December, I will speak at the Manual Church. Mm-hmm. And then okay. On the eleventh, I will speak at another church in. In uh, I forgot the t- the name of the town. Sorry, it's difficult for me to yeah, pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there is also today I have received an um, invitation from a Lutheran church in Clarksweek. Okay. So the, on Monday so I'll probably speak there. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And and how long will you be here for? Do you think? Well, my you're gonna heart, enjoy Christmas here. I don't know. Okay. I really don't know because my heart longs to go back to Ukraine. Okay. It's very difficult to describe what it is when you sit here, when it's so peaceful here, people are smiling, everything is good. And then you understand that your mom and dad, they are there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's grandma, she's 97, she's there. Mm. My dog is there. <laughs> you know, it's just the roots. So, they are there. So you briefly said something about this. We're, there's a difference between being Christian-centric and kingdom-centric. We, we just had this really good yeah. masterclass on that. Amazing stuff. Um, but, but yeah, we're all part of the same kingdom, right? right? right. Our citizenship is in heaven. We right. are part of a royal family. Right. And we know all this stuff in the supernatural, the spiritual, but in the reality here in the natural, and you don't like to say this word, but there's a lot of Ukraines that are living a refugee life how does how does that make you what what burns in your heart against that uh that 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 identity how does it make you feel when you hear that about you your family and your country yeah well i just want to say the refugee status is not a biblical thing at all Mm. because there is no refugee 
in the kingdom of God mm -mm. when you have already received citizenship. Yes, amen. And you receive citizenship through admitting Jesus your Lord. And Lord means Lord. Yeah. He means the 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 reigner, the, the one who reigns in the kingdom. So when you came to kingdom, you received a totally new identity amen. as the amen. citizen there. So I just would say this. I know that everyone is doing everything they can to help Ukrainians. And, and I mean, Faroe Islands, it's a perfect place for Ukrainians to come and be here. It's The people here are so kind. Mm. The Red Cross here is just, they are angels. Yeah, They are really flying around you, helping you with every single thing. I really mean it. Yeah, And I'm very thankful to Red Cross team in, uh, in Faroe Islands. Uh, and we live at... At the Yellow House, okay. I just that's no, I can't even pronounce the the, the names of the, the streets and stuff. The streets, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just want to say the team there is just amazing, yeah. amazing. They've yeah. been just so. They're good people. Very good, good people. people. Very yeah. kind. And and Fair Islands people, they are so good. Mm. They smile. They talk to you. They really want to show kindness and love and everything. But there is something that I just want to say that it's very difficult even to admit yourself as a refugee. I mean, I'm yeah. I, oh, I'm yeah. fighting. When, when they were asking me to write the forms, you know, why are you here? Yeah. They asked me to write refugee from Ukraine. I did not even write refugee no. from Ukraine. I wrote fleeing from the war. Mm. Because I don't want to get that refugee identity. Identity, because mm. I'm not a refugee. Mm. I'm here not because... Um, How would you help someone that feels they need to, because maybe they're not so secure with their identity and... In Christ, maybe they don't fully understand that, and so they just are so depressed because they feel like they're a refugee. They they have to identify. How would you help them? Well, I just want to let you know the the president of Poland. He said one phrase, and it touched me so strongly. He said, "You are not refugee. You are oh, our brothers. Yes, and we want to welcome you here. You are here like at home." Mm. And I think that we need to understand that that's a phrase that helped Ukrainians to Good. be in Poland welcomed very, very, um, in a, such a way that, yeah. that, they, that they needed to hear. Yeah. Because we, you know, you want to feel that you are here not because of refuge status mm -hmm. and people want to help you and they feel that, you know, they need to help you. No, 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 no. We are not poor nation. We are not poor in our ideas, in our mm -mm. life. It happened that we are fighting with our neighbor who is so angry and who is trying to actually get part of our land. Mm. But we will come back one day mm -hmm. and we want to feel, we want to bring back the history in our nation that this country never pushed on us the identity of refugees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they welcomed us as brothers. Yeah. So in the future, when our children we have business with this country, yes, they will have in a, in their history DNA yeah. phrase from their fathers: "This nation accepted us as brothers." Yeah. And then it will allow future relationship go further to, and further. Yeah, and further. to build on that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's good. So I I I feel like we need to hear some testimonies. Because people really need to know what what's going on there. Um, I I think I even heard that one one of the girls, she just lost her best friend just like a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, 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 Nastya, yeah. yeah. Nastya, she, I thought Lord said send her to Fair Islands. Mm -hmm. 
So I told her, Nasty, you need to go to Fair Islands, and and she went to Fair Islands, and then police called her on a video call, and uh, the reason why police called her, it's because of her best friend was killed by a sharp nose mm. with her son, who's probably three years old. Oh. So she was sitting in a car, and the last call that that girl did was to Nasty because it's her best friend. Yeah. So police found her phone. Mm. And they and the number. called the last number. Nastya and they said, do you know this lady? Do you know whose phone is this? And Nastya said, this is phone of my best friend. Why are you asking? Has she lost a phone or something? And they said, can you identify bodies? Oh. And they showed her bodies and that kicked her. Yeah. That she could not sleep for eight days. She could not eat for eight days. And now she's on treatment to help her to sleep, to help her to eat. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and that's one of the girls staying here on the Faroe Islands. Yeah, that's oh. one of the girls. And now she, I mean, I talked to her about uh, two days ago and we talked yesterday and she is getting better. Good. She said that, she, uh, that she's under the treatment. She gets the sleeping pills now so that she can sleep and she can a little bit uh, redirect her, uh, her life. Is she staying with the family or is she staying at the Red Cross? Well, she she has got the the citizenship, not the temporary citizenship, and I think she is renting a place okay. together with some other girls from Ukraine. Okay, so she's not alone. No, 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 she's not alone. That would be the worst. And she comes to City Church. Yeah. So you guys have a lot of prayers. Yeah, we we try and embrace yeah. and help where we can. We you know everyone is busy doing their things, but I mean we can never be too busy to help our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And to love on them so mm -hmm. any any um through this dark time though like other than i i think it's wonderful the houses that are being built and any other victory stories that we that would get us excited about mm -hmm. what god is doing well people are getting saved mm. it, and discipleship saying, too what, what and discipleship too yeah well, how because he said Something earlier, you know, God put on your heart, we need to not only just do a good humanitarian work, but yeah. we need to bring discipleship in the yeah. house. What does that look like? Okay, so we have rented an old house, very similar to what mm -hmm. City Church looks like, the same house. It's an old house, and we turned it to a church. So we have invited all these grandmas that we placed the house. They are coming right now every Saturday to the church, and we... Share the gospel. We teach them everything that Lord taught us. Mm. Everything. We, we teach them how to pray. We teach them how to read Bible. We teach them how to trust the Lord in everything. We continue to, to help them with food packages, with uh, heaters, with uh, some other stuff. But, you know, come on. That's, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 5 when he says, May your good works be revealed to the world so that the world prize my father. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, come on. And those good works, that's not good words. Mm. It's good works. Yeah. And you know, the. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to say one thing. I remember when we were fixing uh, one man roof. Yeah. And we saw how beautiful the car with, a, with two nice looking Christians came to the same village they were nicely dressed with Bibles and they were talking to people, you know, telling them about Jesus. I was almost, I mean, the hammer in my hand almost right? fell down. And I was I wanted oh, to, to shout goodness. to them and say, hey, you guys, you want to preach gospel? Come over here. We need help. Yeah. Oh, man. 
And I think they did not, the people there, they did not listen to them long. I mean, mm -hmm. it's about 10 minutes and those people, they left. Yeah. So they did their evangelism. Yeah. Oh. But all those people that we have helped with the houses, one month later, we got them together at one of the houses and we said, we want to share with you why we do what we do. Yeah. And when we told them about Jesus, they all prayed the prayer of salvation and they keep in touch with us. I come to visit them. Visit them. They pray with us, they talk, they tell us the stories, they, you know, they just, there is friendship, there is relationship. Yeah. And it says in the Bible, who receives righteousness as a righteousness will get a gift of righteousness. Yeah. So I do believe that they understand who we are, they receive us as righteous people, mm -hmm. and they will receive yeah. the gift of righteousness. Yeah. They will meet Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to thinking the example of Christ, I mean, of what Jesus, if you look at it, he didn't, he, you never saw him go to a man with leprosy and say, hey, believe who I am first. And then once you get to that place in your life, we'll heal you. Right? And don't forget to brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you just think about that, right? I mean, yeah, even with yeah. his, his disciples, mm -hmm. they, you know, he might have not been healing them or, or anything, uh -huh. but he didn't go to Peter and say, get your life right, get, get, learn who I am first, get mm -hmm. on my level, and then get out of the boat and come hang out with me. He didn't do that. No, you know, no. I think... It's amazing to hear how Ukraine, uh, Sergey, and, and the other people there, it's, it, you, you have to get out. And there's a man back home that talks about getting his face dirty. You know, it's Sometimes people get worried about that, but you got to get your hands dirty and meet the physical needs, medicine, shelter, food, and then get to that spiritual need yeah. right there. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like, all right. You, you've laid it out, and now they're like, "What do you have? Yeah. Here it is. This is yeah. what this is yeah. what we're going through mm -hmm. right here." You know? mm -hmm. I, I think that's what makes a difference with with because uh, my, my heart's always been with discipleship and and missions as well, and I find it hard to bounce around from place to place just to preach. Oh, I've preached there and I've preached there. I mean, I love to preach. Don't get me wrong. I, I love you? to preach the Word of God. You? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can talk. But what I love even more is, is, is uh, walking what I, what I preach. Yeah. You know, and I try my hardest for me and my family to do that. And that's why I'm so thankful to have this team with us right now called Pace, where we're going into the schools consistently. I mean, we spend so much time asking people, invite your friends, invite your neighbors to church or to this event and all that. And, you know, maybe they'll come every now and then, but it's a bit, they'll come in a bit skeptical. They'll be like, oh yeah, we'll check it out one time, whatever. We, we've been going into the schools and volunteering and just being with the students. And, and these kids are asking us if they can come to church. Come on. So they're coming and, and we're being invited. And so we, you have such a bigger platform for example, you've been building relationships with Pharaohese people. So people are inviting you to hear what's going on. You're not pushing anything. You're getting invited. They want to hear what you have to say. There's a relationship there, or they respect a relationship that you have with someone else. And so they're like, yeah, bring this person. We want to hear what's going on. We want to figure out how we can help. Mm. It's amazing. It's ama so much powerful with relationship. And actually how we got together through the relationship with Come the guy on, in Slovakia. Dude, I'm on my way. I'm on the ferry on my way to the school that I work at yeah. every week. And an old friend, pastor friend of mine, Milan from Slovakia, of all places, Nova Zamki. Is he still in Nova Zamki? Nova Zamki? No, no, no. He's pastoring a church right now. Yeah, in Nova Zamki, isn't it? In Slovakia. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He, he calls me after, I don't know, five, six years uh, <laughs> of talking. But we used to do a lot of work together. 
And he's just like, hey, I, I, I just I've been following on Facebook. You got a really cool radio show, and I see what you're doing with Pace, and I would love to talk about it. But I have some important business. I need to ask you if you can help me with this, with this pastor coming from the Ukraine. And I actually had already met uh, the girls that come, and they told me you were coming. <laughs> and you know how I met them? I mean, he, he, God turns all good, all things into good for those who love Him, right? I was on my way to Klaxvik for my day job. And my car broke down in the tunnel. Oh. To Klaxvik. Overheated. Muffler fell off. It was just a mess. Called a friend. He gave me a ride. Told the, told the car. I was waiting at the bus stop for the bus to come all the way back to Torshawn. I said, I'm going to get a, go get a cappuccino. I run into the lady from YWAM. What's her name? That speaks Russian that you've met the first. Yoron. Yeah, I met Yoron. And she was with her daughter and this ukrainian girl and she was translating for her at the hospital we met in this cafe talked they gave me a ride back we prayed together shared testimony together and then i invited her to come to the church she came to the church i mean boom boom like divine appointment after divine appointment that's just how god works through relationships being available (laughs) i love it wow okay we'll play one quick song yeah we'll come back and uh we want to know tangibly how we can partner with what you're doing Amen. Play some more Christmas stuff here. We got, here we go. I got another one for you. Enjoy. you see the hand of God in everything? Yeah. We were just laughing for those that can't hear us talking while the music's playing. <laughs> it's about all these wonderful divine appointments. Yeah. Do you have anything with uh, with YWAM that you've, you've done other than... Uh, well, I did, I did three schools at YWAM at the beginning and then I translated one school. <laughs> so I just felt like, you know, I want to go for, you know, when you have a hunger for the Lord, mm. it cannot be stopped even when you are 90. Amen. I mean, look at Billy Graham, dude. Yeah. yeah. His last his last campaign in his late 90s, he just did this one amazing campaign in America and just 
awesome preaching. Thousands came to the Lord through that last campaign, and he was in his 90s in his chair. Oh, man. Not even standing, just preaching. I yeah. think I think this is what we need to do, guys, you know? When we are old and we're like 95, mm-hmm. sitting together, making other radio. Yeah! Talking about Jesus. That would be epic, And dude. saying, I'm 95. I've been faithful <laughs> to the Lord all my life, and I want to let you know that it's worth of it. Yeah. I, I have one thing that I promise I'm going to do when I get a li- at least a little bit older. Because <laughs> when I first got saved, we would have these these elderly men come and preach the gospel at this place that I was at. And oh, they would break out into hymns in the middle of their preach uh-huh. and just start singing and being inspired. I, I can't sing yet at, at all. I, I sound great in the shower, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my wife, she's the one that leads worship. Sergei, how can we partner? What does that look like? Okay, well, a couple of things I would like to invite and welcome mm. um, people with open hands. Because I do believe that open hands is something what one Lord can put on it and he can take out of it. Mm. But if you hold your hands, there is nothing to put, nothing to take. Mm. And uh, people with the open hands that we, that you feel like Lord says, this is what I want you to jump in and help these grandmas, help these people, you know, that they need a house or something. Uh, talk to your pastor first. Okay. And, uh, and talk to your church. Mm-hmm. If your church can help with one house... Mm-hmm. I mean, if your church can help with one house, if right now you have, you, I mean, if right now we can be heard by 20 churches, then it's 20 houses. Yeah. So if one church can take responsibility for one house or maybe for two, I don't know, just up to you guys, but that will help to a certain person in Ukraine. So first you, you just get together, talk to your pastor, then pastor can get in touch with city church. I will tell them the whole information, how they can send money to the factory. You okay. can send money to the factory straight from here to there, swift, mm-hmm. uh, swift transfer, mm-hmm. so that the factory gets money. Then they call us and they said, we have received money, so we go and pick up a house and we bring it to a lady and we put the house there. Then if you want to furnish it, we will give you the swift uh, transfer where you can send money. We will go buy the, the furniture, send you all the receipts, put it to the people, mm-hmm. so you will see it's all clear and transparent. Yes. So you have all the receipts, all the Facebook, because we understand that people watch us and they want to trust people. Yeah, yeah. So everything we do, we put on Facebook, and you can find me on on Facebook on uh, on yeah, just write my name and you will you will find me just right there, Sergey Lesak. You will find my uh, my Facebook page, and you can see that we are putting houses. And just today, I have placed another uh, Facebook post, 135 home. So it's already there, and guys were putting this house, no matter that there is a, a snow, and it's minus 10. Who cares? You know, we need to help yeah. people. We need to keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was looking at some of uh, some of the posts that you were putting up on your, yeah. on your wall, some amazing, amazing stories going on there. Let me just... So the church is here. Um, say they decide to take on um, helping that need or whatever, and the money starts going towards it, and if it does link up to city church or however that goes, and then starts moving over to... Well, every church has their registered account. Okay. So yeah. when people get together and they decide that they want to help, okay. they have registered organization that called church. Yeah. So for the for the country, it's an organization called church. Okay. But it has just the same system as any NGO so you have money on your account. Mm-hmm. We give you the account of the factory. You send money to the factory. Oh, perfect. 
yeah, you don't yeah. need to send it to anybody. You send it straight to the factory. Okay. Mm. And then the factory tells us, okay, guys, there is a house. I mean, you can send it to me and say, we have bought this house. So then we go and, and find a lady, send you a picture. I mean, I want churches to have pictures of their people that they have helped. Yeah. yeah. That you can pray for them, that you mm. can get in touch with them, that you can get closer. Then when war is over, you are very welcome to come to Ukraine mm. because I think that right now is just the beginning. Yes, yes. But course. when the war is over, we will have lots of people coming from all over the world. Yeah. I'm bringing people from states. They see what we do. A lot of churches mm. from states, they have helped with four houses, with 10 houses, because 135 homes, that's not Sergei's money. That's church's money. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. all over the world. That's right. From Great Britain. Homes of from, Hope, you called them. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was an awesome name. I like yeah. that. Because it's not a really home, but it's a hope. Yes. Because we really want them to see their houses restored. But now, when they don't have place to live, at least this gives them hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And why we have chosen those people? Because, you know, I think the government will not be able to restore houses of elderly people in the first line. Because usually when money comes to government to restore houses, they will restore family with children. Yeah. They will restore businesses because businesses will restore other things. But those grandmas and grandpas, you know, some people would think, ah, we should help them just to get something so that they live the, the last five years in something and we don't care about them. But mm. Bible says widows and orphans. Yes. And this is the categories they never pays you back. Mm. Widows <laughs> yeah. and orphans. Yeah. So, so, so true. But he pays you back. Yes. I see course. how Lord takes care of us, even here in Faroe Islands. I thought that I need to take my car here, but then I just, man, it's too expensive to take a car here. It's yes. just, you know, and I said, Yorun asked me, Sergey, where are you? You need a car here. I said, well, if I need a car, God will provide me a car in Faroe Islands. Amen. When I came here, I talked to my friend here. His name is, um, uh, oh my God, I just forgot his name. Sorry. But the thing is that um, life, life. Yeah. Yeah, life. I talked to life and he said, Sergey, what do you need? I said, I need a car. <laughs> and he says, let me talk to some people. So he talked to one guy. His name is Oliver. Yeah. And he owns an electric company. And Oliver is right now in Denmark for the whole month. Oh, perfect. So they get together and Oliver said, I will give you my car. So he gave, he gave me God. his car and I'm driving his car here. And I said, Jesus has provided me yes. a car. Yeah. So and and I believe this is because you provide something for other people. Jesus provides something yes. for you. So yeah. mm. if people want to see miracles and provision in their life, just provide for someone something. So yeah. start by doing. Start, yeah. start by exactly. actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We are coming close to ending. We want to end with some prayer. You have any immediate prayer requests? Peace. Peace. Ukraine needs peace. Ukraine peace. And what about your family? Anything for your family right now? Oh, my Lord, there's so many needs, but we don't want to talk about that. We just want to say whatever God mm. thinks first needs to be fulfilled, yeah. just just let him do it. Amen. Ty, would you like to pray for peace for Ukraine and for his family? Yeah. Thanks, bro. And, yeah, Heavenly Father, we just oh, thank you for um, this uh, time on the show right now, um, this time with Sergey, and just hearing the testimonies and his heart um, for Ukraine. His heart for his people, for the people there, his heart for discipleship, his heart for just getting your name out, Lord Jesus, but doing it through works, doing it through action, doing it just being the hands and feet of you, Lord. Mm. 
and just walking and, and talking on those streets, Lord, letting his actions be stronger than his words, Lord, letting the Holy Spirit continue to move mm-hmm. through him and that church there, Lord. Um, for the But, Lord, we pray for peace, um, even with all of the... Um, the strength that he's got coming from you and the courage to just keep going every day. I know that inside sometimes with the families um, in, in, in Ukraine, for all the families there, the peace right now, it might not just be settling just right. It might just not be there right now, Lord. And, and they need your peace. Your peace overconquers everything. It overcomes everything, Lord. You are the peace giver. So, yeah, Lord, give them, give them that peace, Lord. Yes, yes Jesus. Um, we just, we love you. Um, give them... Uh, keep your safety, your hand of safety upon them um, for the families and the and the grandmas and the grandpas. Um, we love our grandmothers and grand and fathers, <laughs> and they love theirs, Lord. So, Lord, let those grandpas and grandmas um, to have a home. Uh, move people around the world to help them get to that home, mm-hmm. Lord, and let your finances move across the world yes, to do yes, this. Jesus. Um, we love Sergey. We love this uh, radio station. Thank you for Manuel and his heart, and just uh, mm-hmm. for the for the islands here and. We love you, Lord, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I shared your profile on here, and check check out uh, some of his posts, and and um, yeah, just be inspired. And you, like he said, have a conversation with God and see where He wants to lead you, how He wants you to help, and then get a hold of your church, talk to your pastor about how you guys, as a church, as a body of Christ, can partner and help out the body of Christ in the Ukraine. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. It went by fast. Yeah. It always does when people like to talk a lot. <laughs> oh, no. We all love to talk a lot yeah. here. <laughs> well, if there is a reason to talk, we should. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. exactly. All right, everyone, you all have a blessed week. As always, hit me up if you need prayer time, someone to talk to. If you want to know more about what's going on here and how to get a hold of Sergei, you know, just, just send me a message and we'll talk. You all have a blessed week and uh, take care. Peace. Peace.